Luke chapter 4, verse 18. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Can I just say this? It says, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue. As his, as his habit was, he went to church. As his, his weekly routine was, he went to Zoe. Listen, listen. you got to build into your... That's why the Bible says in Hebrews, do not forsake fellowshipping together. Do not forsake assembling together. Listen, you better put in your weekly schedule, I go to church on Sunday. In other words, if it was a priority for Jesus... If church was a priority to God, it should be a priority to you. Don't show up at church once a month. Don't show up at church two times a year. No, no, no. It says as was his custom, he went to church. Church should be our custom. Church should be our routine. Sundays, I don't care before I go to the farmer's market, before I go hang out with the family, I go to church. As was his custom, he goes into the synagogue and watch what he does. And he was, he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written about himself. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Let me just stop there and say something to your life. You don't have to get anointed. You are anointed. The Spirit of God is within you. You're anoint. What is the anointing? The anointing is God's grace to do what He's called you to do. You're anointed for your task. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I want to preach a message today. Write down, write down the title. This is episode number two. Get you a God that can do both. Get you a God that can do both. I, I, we're going to focus on two things Jesus said here when he opened this scroll and he read for the prophet Isaiah. Two things he said here that, listen, you have a God that can do both these things. I just, I want to paint a picture for you because God's trying to do two things in your life right now. So he can do both. We live in a culture, it's like, it's one or the other, man. Choose. Is it Target or Walmart? Are you Pepsi or Coke? Are you Instagram or TikTok? Uh, yeah, weird. Uh, what, are you online or in person? Are you, what, what are you? Are you, are you Democrat, Republican? Uh, are you, what, what, what are, are you Laker Clipper? Like you had to ask that question. You already know what I am. I'm sanctified and delivered by the Holy Spirit. I'm Laker. Two guys just shouted. If you're wondering at home, those are two dudes that only two Laker fans here today. Give you a God that can do both of these things. In fact, another subtitle you could write down is bound and broken. Because here's what Jesus is trying to say to you today. Two things. Read again. He says this. Here's the first one. He says, he has sent me. God has sent me. I'm sent by the Father. The Father has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives. So listen, if you are bound and broken, God deals with your brokenness before your boundness. He sent me first to deal with your brokenness. And then after that, I'm going to deal with your bondage. 
whatever you're bound to. Listen, there's a lot of people that know God, but there's a lot of people that are still bound. There's a lot of people that know who Jesus is, but they're still broken on the inside. I just want to just remind you, when you say yes to Jesus, and you say yes to the cross, and you receive the blood that will wash away all your sins, your spirit is free, but your soul is in process. Your spirit, I'm telling you, the moment you say yes to Jesus, watch here what, what, what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Your spirit is new. Your heart is new. But your soul, your soul is in process. See, this is how God works in your life. You belong before you believe. And once you believe, you become. Listen, long before you ever belong to a church or belong to this faith, you already belong to God. The Bible says in the scriptures, he fearfully and wonderfully made you. He knit you together by his, de- his unique design in your mother's womb. So God, you've been made by God. You're a designer's original. You've got a unique temperament and a unique personality. You've got a unique design from heaven. So you belong to God. You've been inscri- There's an inscription. Like remember Toy Story when they wrote Andy on all the toys? You've got the markings of God on your life. So whether you like it or not, you already belong. And then once you discover, I belong to God. God is my creator. God is my father. I don't just belong to my family lineage. I don't just belong to my family last name. I belong in heaven. I'm a citizen of there. God died for my sin. Then I believe. I'm telling you, the moment of salvation is the greatest moment of your life. All of a sudden, your spirit becomes alive. Your spirit goes from dark to light. Your spirit, man, just becomes awakened to the realities and the truths of God. And you start going from belonging to believing. And then once you believe, you are in the process of becoming. Let me give you a promise here in Philippians. Watch what it says in Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm confident that once I believe, I'm in the process, he's working on my life. He's working on my soul. Now, write down the definition of soul. The soul is your mind, will, and emotions. So listen, your spirit is set free. Your spirit is brand new. Your heart has been transformed. Your mind? Your will? Your emotions? Well, that's just a whole nother story. I'm in process. I'm in pro- I'm under construction. I, I, I used to just belong to God, but then I came to faith in God. I, I believe in God, and now I'm becoming, I'm becoming, I'm becoming who God has called me to become. I'm becoming who, who God envisioned for my life. And how am I becoming? Uh, slowly. How am I becoming? Well, um, let li- Let me just say it this way. Write this down. Religion offers you behavior modification, but Jesus offers you life transformation. Listen, religion, just, let's just, you you shouldn't cuss that much. You you, you shouldn't be that mean to that barista. Religion, Religion is just all exterior. Jesus is the opposite. Grace is all interior. Jesus is like, we're going to work on your soul. Let's change your mind. Change your mind, change your life. Yeah. 
You can't live your God-given potential with stinking thinking. The, the mind is a battlefield. The enemy and God are trying to fight over your mind. And whoever wins this battle wins your future. So God's like, I'm working on your mind. I'm working on your will. I got strong-willed children. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't God give me one just sweet, submissive child? I got three children with strong wills. I blame their mother. And so they, they strong-willed children. So when you say yes to Jesus, God starts giving you a will to submit, a will to surrender, a will to be under authority, a will to subject yourself to the things of God. So he works on my mind, my will, my emotions. God's not trying to have you be an emotional roller coaster for Christ. No, he's trying to have your emotions in check. I always ask my children hope do you control your emotions or do your emotions control you my, I control my emotions it don't look like it fam so God so God God notice, notice what he does he religion says we just modify your behavior and Jesus says no no if you come to me I'll change your life I'll, I'll change your mind. I'll change your will. I change your emotions. I will, I will make you look more and more like Jesus. I am confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. God does not leave your life halfway done. God is not trying to stop a quarter of the way through. God is going to be faithful. Faithful is he that called you. Somebody in the chat right now, drop an emoji that puts a, a celebration, that puts a fire emoji of saying thank you Jesus that I am still in your hand I am still in your grip I am still under construction thank you God I didn't just belong or believe I'm thankful that you will help me become watch how you become let me just show you the template Romans chapter 12 it says I appeal to you brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't conform. Religion just conforms. But, but transformation is on the inside. Listen, listen, the more presenting I do, the more transformation I receive. If you ain't presenting, you ain't getting changed. So what is God saying? God is saying, listen, I'm glad that you've always belonged to me. I'm thankful that you came to faith and you believe, but I've got a whole adventure of becoming. I've got a whole lifetime of becoming, and I can mold you and shape you and change you and rearrange you if you present. Present your, your life a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Then you will be not conformed. You will be transformed. You will be changed by the renewing of your mind. Do you see how the Bible's talking about your mind? God's trying to change your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit is set free. Your spirit is free in Jesus' name. Your heart, you got to, he changed out your heart that was cold and broken. He changed it out for a brand new heart. But your soul is under construction. So I just want to encourage you with three things today. Three thoughts. Like, listen, you get, get you a God that can do both. Our God can do both these things in your life. God can help you in both areas of your life. Write down number one today. You don't have to stay broken. 
I, I don't know who convinced you that you just you can you should roll over and just stay. You've been broken. You're gonna stay broken. You've always had a, a, a broken relationships. You've always had a broken mind. You've always had a broken heart. I, I think you're more broken than you admit. I think you're more broken than you want to let people know. I, I think you're more broken than you could even imagine yourself. That if we really took a, a look inside, we really looked in your life, there's a lot more brokenness than Jesus said, I've been sent not to make a bunch of Christians. I've been sent to heal broken hearts. Remember that old, yeah, you can clap right now in your house if you feel okay. But, but I always think, remember that old nursery rhyme? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Yeah, yeah, because king's horses and king's men cannot do a job that is only fit for a king. Jesus came as the king to heal the broken hearted. This is his ministry. This is his mission. He is not satisfied. Well, we got another believer. We got, <laughs> they belonged and they believe we're good. No, no, no. He's like, there's brokenness. There's pain. Your heart is shattered in a million pieces. Your heart, remember that song, last Christmas I gave you my heart and the very next day you gave it. Most people are broken and our heart is broken from, from fallout, from disappointment, from life's events and there's brokenness and God is saying, I'm not willing for you to live a life of brokenness. I came to heal heal broken hearts watch what he says here in psalm psalm 147 3 he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds proverbs 15 13 a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance but the sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken do, do, do you see what will affect your spirit it's your heart first your heart determines your whole life so listen, your spirit is good until your heart is broken. But your spirit goes sideways and your spirit gets foul or your spirit is disgruntled when your heart is creased and shattered. You're like, yeah, but I, I, I got saved when I was like eight years old. Or, man, I, I came to faith in COVID, March, when it all happened, I said yes to Jesus. That does not mean that you are not broken. You are set free in your spirit. You, 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 you've been given a brand new heart, and yet some of us, by decisions, there is still brokenness. God says, you don't have to live in that brokenness. You don't have to stay in that pain. I sent my son on this earth to heal broken hearts. And listen, there are people that promise you they could put you back together. There are relationships you thought would heal that brokenness. There are adventures and trips and things and purchases that you thought would heal that thing or even a conversation, but only Jesus is fit to heal the brokenness in your life. Somebody thank him right now. Broken past, broken present, broken, bro maybe you feel like your future is broken. No, no, no. Brokenness be healed in Jesus' name today. So the first thing I came to tell you today is that you don't have to stay broken and you don't have to stay bound. Write that down. Number two, you don't have to stay bound. Can, can, can you just see the enemy? The enemy's like, all right, cool. Yeah, you found out you belong, that he inscribed his name on your life. Cool. Oh, you believe. That's right. I'll let you believe, but I'm going to make you suffer your whole life. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to make sure you're broken and I'm going to assure that you're bound, bound. In, in other words, what we're talking about now is freedom. Now, I just want to ask you, are you free? Like, are you, like, for real? Like, are you free? Free to dance? 
free to love, free to give, free to compliment, free to encourage. Are you free? Because when you're bound and you're broken, you want to be free, but you're chained to something. You want to be free, but you, 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 you just don't even know how to do this. Watch what he says here. I came to set the captives free, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Watch Jesus in John 8. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the only freedom that comes in Christ. This is the only freedom that comes from, from Jesus. This is not from church. This is from Jesus. This is not from podcast. It's from Christ. Watch what he says here, Romans 6. So what do we do then? Do we persist in sin so that God's kindness and grace will increase? What a terrible thought. We have died to sin once and for all as a dead man passes away from that life. So how could we live under sin's rule a moment longer? In other words, God has you in this service. God has you listen to this message because he does not want you to be bound not one moment longer. It stops here. It stops now. It's, there's no more time for it. Some of you have been bound your whole life. Some of you have been bound since a teenager. Some of you, you were exposed to things when you before you were a teenager. You've been bound to this addiction. You've been bound to this thing. You've been bound to this thinking pattern. God says no more. I came to heal your brokenness. I came to set you free. My children will not walk in brokenness, and my children will, will, will not walk in bondage. How many, maybe you're like, what kind of bondage are you talking about? What kind of bondage could I be in? Let me just give you some potentials. Maybe this is you. Some bondages on the stream today. Maybe you focus or deal on these things. Number one, how about comfort blanket bondage? You know what comfort blanket bondage is? We got all these blankets at our house. We got some good ones. We got one really good one. Like at your house, you know, you're like, you give, you give like all your friends, like, this one I'll do for you. This one's fine. This one the kid uses. But, you know, I got my blanket. Why do I have my blanket? It's massive. It's huge. It can fit 25 people under this blanket. My, my legs are never getting exposed. My ankles don't get exposed with this blanket. It's my comfort blanket. Do you have comfort blanket bondage? Where it's like, I just, I, I, this addiction is just to comfort me. Just so I can sleep. It's, it's just so I can cope with life. It's just so I can handle my issues. It's, it's just so I can wake up tomorrow morning. It's just, it's just comfort. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's comfort blanket bondage. No, your comfort blanket bondage is when you should be turning to God, you're turning to your comfort blanket. God is the one that should be covering you. God is the one that should be wrapping you up. God is the one that should be healing you. You don't need a comfort blanket. You don't need some phony bondage. You need Jesus. What about this one? How about this is embarrassing bondage? Like you, some of you have bondages like, I'm embarrassed. I just, I, I don't want anyone to know that I like, I sneak this. I don't want anybody to know I, I, I dabble in this. I don't want anybody to, like, I just, my, I'll never forget when I was growing up, my grandfather, he didn't think that none of us knew that he smoked. So grandpa would be like, all right, I'm going on a drive. I'll be right back. I'm like, grandpa, can I come? Uh, I got to check on the cows. Gramps, it's nine. I'll be back. And he didn't know that we knew where he kept the cigs. He didn't, he didn't know that we knew he, he, he tried to cut. You, you know how smokers be like mad cloned up? 
They walk back in the house. You're like, is that Santel? Is that Santel? That's Santel? Lalebo. I love Lalebo. Is that Santel? Maybe you have embarrassing bondage. This is embar- it's embarrassing I'm addicted to social media. It's embarrassing I sneak this much alcohol. It's embarrassing I'm on this pill. It's embarrassing I mess with this person. It's embarrassing I DM. It's embarrassing. We're filling the blank. Do you have embarrassing bondage? Because, God, listen, when you're in Christ, there's no embarrassment. When you're set free, you, you tell everybody, I've been set free. I've been delivered. I've been made whole. I don't got no secrets. Come on, somebody thank him. He doesn't want you to live in embarrassment. Embarrassment and bondage is that thing that if it came up on the screen, you'd be like, oh, oh, how do I, oh, ah, nah. don't want anybody to know because I'm embarrassed I'm still bound to this. How about this one? Right, right, right down the third one. What about irritating bondage? Some of you have bondage that makes you angry. I'm so mad. I go back to this. I'm so upset. I still, I just, I can't believe it, but you can't stop because the chain is stronger than your will. Listen, you don't have the authority to break yourself free. You need the power of Jesus to set you free. He's the chain breaker, not you. He's the miracle worker, not you. You don't have any authority outside the name of Jesus. Your authority is only found in Christ. He has the authority to break the chain. He has the authority to set you free. So if you're irritated, don't, don't bellyache to the chain. Turn to Jesus. Some of you so angry, so mad, so just frustrated, like I'm mad, I'm still, I'm, I'm upset, I'm angry. You angry at everybody else. Why? Because you're still bound to something else. You're not mad at them, you're mad at your addiction. How about this one, number four, can't get rid of them bondage. Can't, like it's them. I can't get rid of them. I don't, I don't have the power to stop letting this person have influence over my life. I've tried to separate myself. Some of you today need to delete a phone call or a, a, a contact in your phone that is messing with your future. You, it, it, it represents a past you. It represents a hurtful you. It represents an addicted you. It represents a chain in your life. Some of you are dealing with can't get rid of them bondage. Today, in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Listen, you can pray for them. You can bless them. You can shower a blessing on them from a distance, but they cannot have any influence over you. They have abused you. They have betrayed you. They have belittled you. They have gossiped about you. They have stabbed you in the back. They have no influence over your life. You can get rid of them. They are not helpful to you. I love when Timothy was like, yo, Alexander the Coppersmith, he did me much harm. May the Lord repay him. I'm like, dang, that's savage. And that's in the Bible. You need to get rid of some folks in your life. Because there is some bad company that's corrupting your freedom. There is some bad company that's corrupting the call of God on your life. And you will never step in to your God-given potential with them. You need to let them go. I feel the frozen soundtrack coming on right now. Let it go. Let them go. How about this one? Two more. How about dysfunctional bondage? Like some of you just grew up in so much dysfunction, dysfunctional home, dysfunctional parents. You don't know how to function correctly. And it's, it, it's a bondage of that's the way you treat people. That's the way you, you react. That's the way that you talk to others. That's, that's, what's in, that's how you handle conflict. No, it's bondage. It's brokenness. It ends today. 
It's dysfunctional. God, God didn't say you belong so you can believe and then you just come to church. No, no. You belong so you believe. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal your mind and I'm going to calm your emotions and I'm going to get your will to be submissive to my word and to my standards and my precepts. I'm not just happy that I got your, your fire insurance. You're not going to hell. You're going to heaven. Woo-hoo! No, no, no. You belong, believe. You're going to be calm. I feel, I, I feel this word for somebody today. Now, last one. What about life-destroying bondage? It's one thing to have a comfort blanket. This is just my comfort blanket. I need this person. I need this thing. I need this pill. I need. It's one thing to have comfort blanket. It's another thing to have. This would destroy you. Samson didn't realize this thing's going to destroy you, Samson. Samson's like, I'm good. She's just, Delilah's just comfort blanket bondage. No, nope, fam. She destroyed your future bondage. See, the enemy wants to minimize it. It's not going to cost you much. It's not going it, to, no one will know. You'll never be embarrassed. You'll never be exposed. No one's going to know this. I wish I could get up in your plasma and, and come in real person. This is going to destroy you. This is, gonna, this is life-destroying bondage. In, in, in fact, I just I googled top 2020 bondages, top 2020 addictions. The, the, the first one, don't pay attention to because it's not what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. The first one is coffee. Skip over that. doesn't count. Okay, But the rest of them, pay attention to the 2 through 10. Number one, coffee. Two, tobacco and nicotine. Three, alcohol. Four, sex addiction. Five, illegal and prescription drugs. What about six, gambling? Seven, the internet or modern technology, social media. What about eight, video games? Nine, food. Ten, work. Could one of these things be destroying your life? And we're just like, oh, it's, it's irritating. And everybody around you knows it. Everybody around you is like, yo, they are so broken. Yo, they are so bound. If it's coffee, we're not talking about that. But they are so bound. And here comes Jesus. He walks, he walks into the church. He, as was his custom, he would go to church on Sunday. And he, and he, and he grabs the, think about, how, he's reading the New York Times about himself. He's reading press clippings about him. What he is supposed to do. He, Isaiah 61, the spirit of God is on me. Because he's anointed me for you. Because I came to do both. I will heal your brokenness. I will set at liberty the captives. Somebody thank him today. Drop it in the chat. Ministry center, clap a little bit louder. He doesn't want you to stay in bondage. He doesn't want you to stay in bondage. In fact, write down the third thing. And the last thing today is you don't have to make things more complicated. You don't have to stay in bondage. You don't have to stay broken, and you do not have to make things more complicated. Because here's the reality. Can I just paint a picture for you? The more broken you remain, the more bound you'll become. If you don't let God deal with your brokenness, you're going to... Listen, being broken is complicated enough. Being broken is a very hard life. The more broken you remain, the more bound you'll become. I just want to beg you for your children's sake. I want to beg you for your future. Please stop complicating how hard life is. Being broken is hard enough. Don't get bound to more things. Some of you, 2020 was so hard, you're like, I picked up three new addictions. 
I, yo, I just had comfort blanket bondage, but now I got irritating. I got some people in my life I shouldn't have let in. I got some things that are embarrassing, and I got stuff that will destroy my life. No, no, no. Worship team, you can come. No, no. Things are hard enough. Watch what the Bible says to you and I today. This is a couple more scriptures. Watch Ephesians 4.27. Listen to this scripture. And do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. Now, in this scripture, Paul the Apostle is writing about not letting the enemy, through anger, get a foothold. Because, you got to understand me, hear me today. Some of you are like, it's not a big deal, man. It's not, like, I don't know why you're tripping. It's comfort blanket. I don't know why you're tripping. It's just them. It's my friends. I don't know why you're tripping. It's not bad. No, no, no. A foothold becomes a stronghold. Do not let the enemy get a foothold. Like you ever been, you know, like a door's closing and you're like, oh, I, I can't let this door close. And you just put your foot out. And you're like, I hope it doesn't hurt. Oh, good, it doesn't hurt. So I mean, like, I, I belong to God. I believe in God. And I've tried to make resolutions in January. And I'm like, no more this, no more that. No more the other. And the enemy was like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You, <laughs> you getting rid of that, really? No, 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 hear me. Do not let the enemy get a foothold because this foothold is going to become a stronghold. 50 times throughout the scriptures, the word stronghold is used. And usually it's used by God. God is a stronghold. God is a refuge. God is, it, listen, listen, some of you got to understand, a stronghold in your life becomes a chain in your life. Nicotine, social media, a relationship, a bottle, a pill. Don't give the enemy a foothold. It becomes a stronghold. Then all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm, I'm so sick of being broken. And now I can't even worry about my brokenness. I got to worry about my boundness. I, I, I thought my mind, will, and emotions were hard enough. Now I got addictions. Now I'm bound to something. Now I'm bound to somebody. I'm telling you where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I hear God saying, I came to heal your brokenness. I came to set at liberty those who've been captive. I don't know what you're up against. I don't know what you're up against, but watch this, watch this, watch this. You can sit back down. I just got a couple more. Mark 3, 27. Watch this. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then indeed he may plunder his house listen listen i just want to let you know this is what the enemy wants to do he wants to bind you and then blind you he wants to bind you to something and blind you to the work of god listen he's trying to bind you to a chain bind you to a person bind you to an addiction i tell you today god wants to set you free samson the first thing they did when they ran up on samson samson's like uh, it's just comfort blanket Delilah. It's, just, it's kind of embarrassing. I shouldn't be with her. She's from a different tribe. Delilah. It's not a big deal. Delilah. She always want to know my secret. Delilah. It's not. It, fam, I'm good. You are not good. Stop saying you're good when you're not good. When he finally told her, it's my hair that is my strength. Boy, they ran up on that man. They shaved his head. 
He thought he could do what he could. Some of you need to realize there's going to be a day you wake up and you're not going to be able to, to escape from all this. It's a life-destroying bondage. And when he tried to break free, some of you, I'm describing your 2020 right now. When he tried to break free, he had no strength in him. And so the first thing they do, this is the enemy. This is a picture of what the enemy's trying to do. The first thing they do is they gouge out his two eyeballs and they put cuffs on his hands. They bind him and, and then they blind him. Hear me today. The Holy Spirit says, I can do both. I can heal your brokenness and I can set you free. It's not just that you belong to me. It's not just that you believe in me. It's that you're becoming free. I know your, your spirit is free and your heart has been transformed, but, I, but we, got some, we got some brokenness to deal with. We, 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 we've got some freedom you need to walk into. 2021, may it be the year of freedom in your life. That you are free to be who you're called to be. Free to do what you're called to do. Free to love. Free to laugh. Free to enjoy. Free to sleep. Free to be generous. Jeremiah 32, last scripture. Stand in your home. We're going to sing out this song in just a moment. Oh, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. 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 God, nothing is too hard for you. Put in the chat, nothing is too hard for you. Say it in your home. Just say it over your, over your life. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard. My brokenness is not too hard for you. My, my, my addictions, my bondage is not too hard for you. I thank you right now you can heal the brokenhearted. I thank you right now you can set at liberty those who've been captive. Nothing is too hard for you. For me, it's too hard to heal my own brokenness. For me, it's too hard to set myself free. But nothing is too hard for you. In your house, lift a hand to heaven. Nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is too hard. You can do both. I got a God that can do both. I got a God that heals. I got a God that sets free. I got a God that touches my brokenness. He sets at liberties my boundness. I got a God that can do both. Thank you, God. It's not too late. I'm not too far gone. I'm not too far broken. I'm not too far bound. Thank you, God. I'm not blind. I'm getting my vision back. Thank you, God, that I'm not too far addicted. You come to set me free. Nothing is too hard for my God. You want to sing in your home. You want to lift your hands. Come on, lift up some praise. Lift up some worship. That is who you are.